welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled, Love is Not Jealous or Proud. So this is a continuation of 1 Corinthians 13.4. The previous podcast discussed love is patient and kind. So this is a continuation of love does not envy and love does not parade itself or love is not jealous or boastful or proud. So we have different translations indicating the same thing. So we're just going to go into what does that actually look like as a follower of Christ. Proverbs 1430 A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. This is pretty interesting. It indicates that a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body that shows the power of peace. Not peace that we're doing in our own strength, but the peace that we get from our Heavenly Father. And then it goes on to show the negative side of jealousy. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. That is, that's toxic. That's, that's something that's indicating a deterioration of the body. And that's what jealousy does. This is not even like, when you think about how unforgiveness can impact the health, stress can impact the health. And jealousy can impact the health. This is an analogy that it's like cancer in the bones. But it, if jealousy is not dealt with, it can cause physical issues in our bodies. And this is another reason why God does not want us to live enslaved to our flesh and sinful desires. Not only is it a stumbling block, but it impacts our lives. It impacts our health. It impacts our temple, which God has freely given to us because he loves us. So it's not just, oh, jealousy, but jealousy can run deep and cause other issues in our lives and in the lives of others. It can bring out negative actions from a person so it's no longer just you have a jealous emotion but if that emotion is not dealt with it can cause someone to sabotage something that's good in someone else's life it can cause division amongst others who are connected to the individual who the person is jealous of so this is why we really want to we really want to address whatever that is at the root so it does not turn into an action. So that the jealousy does not turn into something that now you're seeing the consequences, the results of that emotion not addressed. So in James 3, 14 through 16, but if you have bitter envy, 
and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So this actually goes into more description regarding how these fleshly desires and emotions are revealing other things that are in our heart. It's indicating if we are at a place of envying, do not boast and lie against the truth. We really should acknowledge where we're at. If we're jealous or we're envying someone or something, it's so important to confess that sin. When we do not confess the sin, we stay in bondage to it. And it literally has a hold over us because we're trying to, one, deny that it's there, or two, not acknowledge or address it because we feel entitled to that emotion. And that is not of God. As a matter of fact, the scripture indicates this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. Sin is demonic. And even the sin that people can't see, that jealousy thought, that emotion, the envious thought and emotion, we might not see it, but the scripture indicates it's demonic. And we as Christians should not want to entertain demonic thoughts or emotions, even if you feel justified to do it. It's not of God. And it actually pulls us away from the things of God when we, when we think that we're entitled to feel that way. And we're entitled to hang on to the emotion. When we confess it to the Lord and we renounce it and repent from it, it won't have a hold over us. We'll start seeing things the way God wants us to see it. So that's the text from James indicating what happens with those types of thoughts. And then it also goes on to say, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So if a person is jealous or envious and just seeking after their own interests, they're only happy for things that pertain to them, there's going to be confusion. This is the scripture that there's confusion and every evil thing are there. So not only is there confusion, but there's also more evil. It's indicating we're just seeing a portion of what's in the heart, a portion that that jealousy, that's a portion of maybe there's more there because it's indicating Every evil thing are there too. So that means that there's more. It's almost like when you open up the door 
for one sin, you're actually opening up the door for more evil. And this is why it's important to address it as it comes and not allow other things to pile up. Because a jealous person can become easily selfish or a selfish person can easily become jealous or a person who's greedy can easily become jealous or selfish. You see how all of them kind of, they play on one another because it's already opening up the door for one. So it's almost like, why not? You come along too. It's like, it's allowing it to be easier to fall into that because that one sin is not addressed. So the scripture is indicating that like, birds of the same feather flock together in regards to some of these sins some of these matters of the heart that we don't deal with they tend to latch on to others other sins that are similar to that and they can become very toxic when we when we think about trying to walk in love because this is a description from the love scripture first corinthians 13 4 it's indicating that love is not jealous or boastful or proud so if we have those weaknesses in our lives it's going to be very difficult to love the way Jesus wants us to love and if we make excuses saying well it's because they did this that's why we're in a place of having sin in our hearts then we're not really acknowledging that two rights do not equate to, I mean, two wrongs do not equate to a right. So one person, one person's sin does not equate to the other person holding sin. And I know it might be challenging not to feel those emotions, especially if someone has done something wrong to offend. But if we allow that to be the justification for everything that occurs, we will always be out of the will of God. We will always be at a place of not knowing how to love because there were so many opportunities to get offended and go to that same level in which that person has treated us. So that we're as followers of Christ, we're to take that higher road, a higher road in which Holy Spirit helps us to take. This is not indicating it's an easy road, but it's a doable road when we rely on Holy Spirit. Okay, so now being proud is the second part of that scripture, that it's not jealous and it's not proud, indicating that boastful proudness. So I'm going to give some definitions of proud. So it's having great self-respect or dignity, Um, having a feeling of pleasure or satisfaction, especially with a person's own achievements or with someone else's achievements. And so... Being proud as it comes to walking in love, if we are at a place, it's not to say that you can't be proud of what someone has done and you're proud of the things that God has done through you. You see how I'm putting God has done through you? Because when we don't connect God to it, we're really in our flesh. So proud is really connecting everything that we do that we did it in our own strength, that we're so proud, that we're, we're, we, we think so highly of ourselves that we don't give God the credit, that we can't even be happy for others, that we're so proud that 
we don't apologize. And sometimes it can be hard to apologize when you've done it. So, you know, when when you have been wronged and you you you're in the state of being proud of what you stand for. But in the scripture it's indicating that love is not proud. We're proud in Christ, you know, like Apostle Paul says, I boast in my weaknesses, you know, and we and we get to the place where we should be boasting in, in what God can do. And so when Paul uses those kind of analogies, he's indicating, look, these are my weaknesses. It's God who can do those things through me. And so that's what this is, that love scripture is all about us denying ourselves, not considering ourselves better and higher than somebody else but understanding if it wasn't by the grace of God where would I be what could I do would I even be here and so when we when we think about that that will keep us in a place of humility and not boastful and not thinking of ourselves as if we're the best thing on this earth God has created us in his image and it's because of him, not because of our doing. So whenever we boast about who we are in Christ, it's because of who he has made us, not who we have made ourselves. That's the difference. We can't keep God out the equation whenever we talk about good things, great things, accomplishments. We have to make sure we're connecting God to all of it so we can freely love people the way God has called us to love because we know if it wasn't for him we wouldn't be able to do it and so in Philippians 2 3 it indicates let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself so this takes humility when we're esteeming others, we are not talking about ourselves. We're not putting ourselves on the pedestal. We are really looking at others and, and really building them up like God has called us to. And even what God does in scripture, he builds us up. And so it's helping us to not rely on others to not rely on our own accomplishments and achievements to be built up. But God does it and he has done it. And he uses us to build up others and to consider others better than ourselves so that they can see how God's love truly looks. Lowliness is the opposite of being proud. Not to say that we have to be talking negative about ourselves or, you know, um, doing this false humility, but it's really understanding that God is on the throne, not us. He is on the throne. And so being proud can cause us to put ourselves at the forefront of everything and then put everyone else last. Now, this does not mean to not take care of yourselves and to not um, do what you have to do to make sure you're right emotionally, that you're right mentally and physically. It's saying to not be selfish. It's hard to love somebody and be selfish at the same time. 
So this is not indicating to not take care of yourself, but this is indicating to really um, consider yourself enough to take care of your temple, to love yourself like Jesus loves you. And because of that, because of the fullness of what you received from God, you can now allow that to roll over into walking in love towards somebody else. Walking in patience, kindness, um, being happy for others because that's the opposite of jealousy, wanting them to to receive things, um, not being proud and boastful. And when we have our identity in Christ and he's enough, when, when I say he's enough, we become content in him. We don't find ourselves becoming so insecure that we have to boast about ourselves or lift ourselves us lift ourselves up amongst others because now we we realize I'm identified by Christ and he gives me an identity that nothing on this world can give me and when we get to that place we won't have to boast cuz you feel so secure in what God, how God has already created you and who you are in him and knowing that he's your vindicator. You can be at a place of peace and happiness for other people. You can truly say, I'm happy for you without faking it. You can truly not talk about yourself all the time. You can truly just listen to hear what's going on in the lives of others. When you're identified by him, he gives you this peace and this confidence and this steadiness that you can't get from the world. So God gives us scripture to help us understand how to walk in love so that others might see his character and want to know more about the God that we serve. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your consistency with your love towards us. We thank you for your patience, your grace, your mercy, your kindness. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, Lord. We don't take that for granted. And we come to you in a place of humility, Lord, repenting, turning from our old ways of doing things, any pride, boastfulness, being proud, jealousy, envy, Lord, that we give it all to you and we take on the mind of Christ and we do things the way you've called us to do it. While we depend on Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our areas of weakness. Lord, we thank you for reminding us that love is not jealous or proud. But love wants the best for others. And love is not going to boast itself up, but it's going to boast you up, Lord. We thank you for reminding us of what that means. And we thank you for continuing to be patient with us and to direct us in the things you've called us to do to glorify you. 
we give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you all, be encouraged and reminded that there's nothing impossible with God.